Hello there. So it's Oscars weekend and the power of the dog is one of the big favourites to win the whole thing. It being one of be one of the big winners. Like I believe it won like the best film for the BAFTA Awards and things like that. It's a Western directed by Jane Campion, starring Benedict Cumberbatch. Now uh, I I'd only just got around to watching it a couple of days ago. The this had originally uh, released, I believe, towards the end of twenty twenty one. Uh, so when I did my best films of the year, uh, favorite my favourite films of the year for 2021, I hadn't seen this film, so I couldn't put it on there. And now, in hindsight, into 2022, if I had seen it in 2021, I still wouldn't have put it anywhere near the list. So let me put it this way now. I'll put it this way, right? I didn't hate this film, right? But I didn't particularly like it either. I'll be honest with you now. It has its plus points, but it is so bloody boring. It is unbelievable how boring this film is. It's not a terrible film, but it's an incredibly boring one. Now, it, like I said, it does have its plus points, and I will say this right out the gate. Benedict Cumberbatch is fantastic in this film. He gives an incredible performance. He really is a real powerhouse here. Uh, it's great to see Kirsten Dunst again. I haven't seen her in years, so seeing her on screen again is always a pleasure. She was really, really good in this film. So uh, she gives a great performance. Things like that, you, you can't fault that. Cinematography looks amazing. Okay, but The film is beautifully shot. Again, from a technical standpoint, can't deny that. But like I said, the film's boring. It's like, it just sort of meanders along and nothing much happens. It's also just really hollow. I never really felt anything watching it. It was just, it's just there. There's nice scenery. There's great performances for sure. But at the end of the day, it ultimately felt hollow. I didn't really feel anything about the film. Now, what this also shows is the disconnect in many ways between the like Hollywood award shows and what the audiences want. It shows a real disconnect here, and this is the type of film that I'll, I'm just gonna flat out say it. Cinema snobs will love or or claim that they love. Now, I'll, I'll put it to this way: there'll be a lot of people on here, especially a lot of people on Twitter, who will go on and say, "Oh, wow, this is amazing!" And they'll say things like, "Ah, oh, but you know, Spider Man doesn't deserve Oscars. This is more Oscar film." And some people will believe that for sure. They will actually say that. But I bet you any money, there's a lot of people who will publicly like go on and say that they absolutely loved this film and it was amazing. And either a they haven't seen it, or B, they have seen it, but they didn't really like it, and they're, they're they're really off to see Jackass Forever for like the fifth time. That's probably what happens here. There is sort of a, a cinema snobism here now. This is the type of film, right? It came out, it was, it's on Netflix, right? If it, and I think it got like a limited theatrical release and things like that. So, without a doubt, this would look amazing on the big screen with the cinematography and everything. Like that. But here's where, again, the whole elitism, elitism thing comes in. You've got this whole little trend where directors like to trash the, the comic book movies things. You've got Jane Campion, the director here, who really comes across as pretentious as hell. And, and it kind of shows in this film. There. 
she's been one of the ones saying, well, comic book movies aren't real cinema. Well, you know what? You, that's your opinion. That's absolutely fine. You're entitled to that opinion. But I'll tell you one thing, and the comic book movies are actually keeping cinema afloat, as in cinemas themselves and the theatre chains and things like that, because since the pandemic, go and take a look at what the films that have made the most money have been. By and large, it's been comic book films, which then, and the, and the, and the effect of the, the knock-on effect trickles down the studio system and allows the more independent films to get a chance to get made. So there's room for everything. If you don't like them, that's absolutely fine. But the whole trend of just let's keep bashing this and let's keep bashing that is quite tiresome. And the whole, that her saying, oh, it's not real cinema, but she brings out a film which is by and large not going to be seen on the big screen in a cinema, for the most part is going to be seen on a TV or a, or a laptop, computer, a phone. There you go. See, you can have all this great cinematography all you want, but it loses its effect when you don't see it on a big screen. So... And the and same could be said as well, Martin Scorsese was saying it started this whole trend, not real cinema. Well, he brought out The Irishman a couple of years ago, which was a streaming only film for the most part. So, you know, I'm just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite ironic when people who are bringing straight to streaming films are saying things like that. But, you know, but there's a place for everything, of course. There is a place. So, and... And, you know, it, it does get very tiresome after a while when you hear this. And then, and, and, and of course, when you talk about, when you hear people that rave about these types of films, okay, they always talk about things like the cinematography, okay? Your average film goer does not give a toss about that. I'm sorry, they just don't. It just does not resonate with them in any way, shape or form. So, I would say, it's easy to see why the cover of the dog is beloved by the the award show circuit and I don't mean that as a compliment it is honestly just a, it's not a terrible film as I said but it's just a cinema snob's dream and you know and then let me put it to you this way if this did get a regular like cinema release theatrical release then DVD release whatever this, w- this wouldn't do particularly well in cinemas and then nobody would be buying the DVD when it came out, I'm sorry, it just wouldn't be, it wouldn't be happening. And of course, you could turn around and say, well, it's not the type of film that's meant to be a big blockbuster. Yes, that is absolutely true. However, there are films that can connect with an audience that aren't meant in that way and actually out, out and overperform at the box office and actually do well. I'll tell you an example of this, one of the recent Oscar nominations, Belfast, one of this year's nominations, Belfast, has actually done very well at the UK box office. And it's quite easy to see why, because it's actually an accessible film. It has, it's very easy to watch. Stuff actually happens in it. It's, you can connect with the characters, and it is entertaining, even with the, uh, the award season flavour to it. But I think I've seen something like five or six of the best, best picture nominations, and this is the worst one by far. The one that... I, didn't particularly care for, would never want to watch it again, and even people that like this film, there'll be a lot of people that really don't want to watch it again, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, but there you have it. But the point is, the whole cinema snob stuff, 
and people walking down on the concrete really is is getting tiresome at this point. Because at the end of the day, even if you don't like something, it's kind of living that love. Whereas I don't think it's fair for this film. And for anyone who genuinely likes this film, and I mean genuinely, I don't mean the people who are just posing on but and the other thing as well I, w- I would say this with all the whole I do sometimes think the whole woke thing gets thrown about too much and I actually don't think this film is woke or anything like that I don't think there's any agendas being pushed or anything it does deal with things a bit like 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 uh, masculinity and things like that but it's I don't think there's any agendas or anything being pushed here but I do think as well you have you heard as well another thing with Jane Campion when she was like trying to virtue signal and things like that but she ended up putting her foot in it a couple of weeks ago when she was doing that and then she ended up talking shit about the Williams sisters I mean <laughs> saying something like oh she's not they've not had to overcome men like other people in the industry have and you're sort of thinking to yourself what a stupid fucking thing to say and of all the people to almost start an argument with or starts or some sort of problem with the Williams sisters probably aren't the the best people to do that with because they're like some of the most influential and powerful people not just in sport but just like on planet earth you know they've had a huge influence of course Jane Campion then did a groveling apology but there you go it's another example of someone who is being woke and virtue signaling and they've stuck their foot right fucking in it and did she really mean the apology Probably not. It was probably just an apology to her just to not affect the Oscars thing. Or Oscars chances. Well, whatever. Now, the Oscars is one of those things. Everybody knows what it is. It's been around for absolute decades. Everyone knows what it is. But let's be real. How many people actually ever watch it? This used to get big viewing figures. But now, every year, the viewing figures get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And one of the main reasons why is because they keep nominating films that don't have appeal to a mass audience. And even if, say for example, if you look at this year, even if you don't nominate Spider-Man No Way Home, okay, fine, go ahead, don't nominate it, that's fine. But if they were interested in some way, they have they have missed an open goal with the host in here. They could easily have had Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire be the three main hosts of this show. Easily. And it would have actually boosted viewership again. But what have they done? They've just went and got three comedians. However, that no one really cares. No one really cares that much about it. I mean, they've got, what was it? Amy Schumer. I mean, absolutely awful. They were originally going to make the Barbie film with her. But thankfully, that, thankfully it's now Margot Robbie that they're doing that with. So thankfully some sense was seen there. But Amy Schumer is just, like, awful. And someone, a couple other people, what's her name? Um, I think her name's Wanda Sykes or anything like that. But she's actually okay. What I've seen her, stuff I've seen her in, and in her voice work as well and, and things like that. I think she did some voices in Harley Quinn. Somebody else as well who I can't remember. I don't think I've, I've heard of them, to tell you the truth. Those are the, the people. And it's not just me. There's actually a lot of people saying, what? What? Who's this? Type thing. So they'd go and do that. But 
an absolute open goal has been missed not getting the three Spider-Men to do it. That would at least get some buzz, get some entertainment. You could have seen them banter on stage together. But no, we can't have that, though. Because you know what will happen? Because they've made such a woke culture and things like that. People would complain that it's three white males presenting it. Guaranteed, especially woke Twitter, they'd be like, Oh, what's this? This is terrible. You can't have three white males. Or the other thing you could have done is... You could have had Steve, the, the only murders in the building people, the, the team host it. You could have had Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez. By the way, you've also got representation there because Selena Gomez is obviously a female and Latina as well. So there's representation. Plus, you've got three people with great chemistry together who have made a very popular show. This would actually, it wouldn't be anything like, the, you know, the Spider-Man being together, but, you know. It would be fun, it would create a bit of buzz, and it would be nice to see them there. Having said that, they're, they're going to have their, their their new show, that uh, the new season of that comes out on the 28th of June, so that's good news, not long to go for that. So, yeah, anyway, but there you go. This started out as a Power of the Dog review, but actually turned into a, basically a rant about why the Oscars are a waste of time now. But there you have it. But hey, agree or disagree, whatever, it's all subjective, but just remember... There's room for everything in cinema, whether it be the art house or the comic book blockbuster. There is room for everything. So there you have it. That's just my thoughts there. So anyway, coming up, I've seen a film completely at the opposite end of the spectrum of the of the spectre when it comes to uh, the, the uh, award show. It's called Deep Water. Stars Ben Affleck and Anna Damaris, and uh, I will review that probably tomorrow. So look out for that. So anyway, thanks ever so much for taking the time to listen, and goodbye.